Spectrum Profiles, Portraits of Scientists Who Are Making a Mark on Autism Research, Rising Star, Anne Kennedy Bridges the Gap Between Biology and Computational Theory, Part 1, by Emily Sohn. Anne Kennedy pokes at a stuffed mouse that sits on a sheet of black acrylic in a back room of her lab. The dark-tinted window material is perfect for a new experimental setup she has in mind. Mice can't see through it, but infrared cameras can. Kennedy plans to build a table from the material so that a camera can film the rodent's paws from below. The setup should enable her to study in detail how mouse models of autism and other conditions behave in a variety of situations without disturbing the animals too much. For now, the acrylic table is under construction and open only to the stuffed mouse, originally a cat toy, used to help set up the cameras. The toy squeaks when Kennedy presses it. Usually, you do a surgery to remove the squeaker before using them to set up experiments, says Kennedy, assistant professor of neuroscience at Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. The playful squeak is a startling sound in a lab that is otherwise defined by the quiet of computational modeling. Among her projects, Kennedy is expanding her work with an artificial intelligence-driven tool called the Mouse Action Recognition System, MARS, that can automatically classify mouse social behaviors. She also uses her modeling work to study how different brain areas and cell types interact with one another and to connect neural activity with behaviors to learn how the brain integrates sensory information. In her office on the fifth floor of Northwestern's Ward Building in downtown Chicago, most of this work happens on computers with data, code, and graphs. Quiet also prevails in a room down the hall, where Kennedy's small group of postdoctoral researchers and technicians sit at workstations in a lab that she launched less than a year and a half ago. Kennedy's ability to talk about abstract concepts with a little stuffed animal as a prop sets her apart, her colleagues say. She is a rare theoretical neuroscientist who can translate her mathematical work into real-world experiments. That is her gift, says Larry Abbott, a theoretical neuroscientist at Columbia University who was Kennedy's graduate school advisor. She's good at the technical stuff, but if you can't make that reach across to the data and the experiments, a person is not going to be that effective. She's really just great at that, finding the right mathematics to apply to the particular problem that she's looking at. Kennedy bridges a gap that normally interferes with communication between biologists and computational theorists, agrees Moriel Zelikowski, a neuroscientist at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, who regularly collaborates with her. I've worked with other computational people before, and basically what ends up happening is you're trying to explain to them what you think would be interesting to look for or how you want your data analyzed, and they're trying to understand how what you're finding biologically is even important, she says. What's amazing about Anne is she has a biologist's mind that has this amazing mathematical computational expertise. So she is the best of both worlds in one person, and that's very unusual. Kennedy's cross-disciplinary way of thinking has already led to multiple noteworthy papers over the past decade or so, since she began her graduate work, some with hundreds of citations. Along with Zelikowski and others, Kennedy helped create the MARS tool, which has drawn attention for how it might advance autism-focused research. As she moves into conducting mouse experiments atop the new acrylic table, her colleagues say her work is poised to continue to advance our understanding of the brain's complex workings. 
Kennedy grew up in the suburbs of northern Virginia outside Washington, D.C., a child of two computer systems engineers. Her mother learned to code with punch cards and worked on operating systems for one of the first ATMs in the 1970s. She taught Kennedy and her brother how to code when they were in elementary school. The coding lessons appealed to Kennedy, she says, partly because she otherwise wasn't allowed access to TV, computer games, or even radio programs unless they were educational. She used her coding skills to make little mazes and games. Of course, they were terrible because I didn't really know what I was doing, she says, but I really liked coding and building things. As an elementary school student in a gifted and talented program, Kennedy played soccer, participated in Girl Scouts, took piano lessons, and spent time building things with her grandfather, an engineer, in his workshop. But, she says, she was an anxious and introverted child, and her TV restrictions made it hard for her to relate to the things her peers talked about. By the time she went to high school at a public magnet program specializing in science and technology, she had a group of friends, but she had trouble opening up to them, she says. Academics were her refuge. Curious to understand nature and how things work,